What is going on, people? We are back for the first time in what feels like 15 years. Lads, it's been a long time. I actually think it was us three who done the, the last the last episode, Pierce that read. Uh no, the last one we did, we did it uh me and you on uh, were you there, Queen? We did it with Matt. I I know I was there, I was there, yeah. After we it was got a preview. Oh, no, we did one after we got beaten in Ibrox and I just refused to put it out, so <laughs> I, I wasn't there for that one last try. Is that actually not good, no? No. And I wouldn't mind. I, 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 I think I said in that I, I'd have sacked him after that performance. So obviously I was ahead of my time with that one. <laughs> I think it's only uh, it's only right we'll have to talk about the, the Aberdeen game first and foremost before we move on to like sort of incoming transfers, outgoing players. What did you think of the game, Kevin? How did you Do you know what? It's reminded me of whatever Brian Rogers was there before he left. Everything was maybe just a wee bit slow. I'm probably putting that down to the fact that we are hampered a wee bit with injuries. Uh, I don't think we've got to where we can be so far, or sorry, where we will be later on in the season. So I'm not reading into it too much. The only thing I will take away from it, it's usually a hard place to go. So if you're coming out there with three points and a hard fought 3-1 win, what else can you expect? Like That's all you want to early in the season, is to come away with the points. Yeah, I remember Pierce from the fixtures came out, mate. We, we talked about that right away. Talked about Aberdeen. That's always a hard venue to go to. Like, um, Rabson had them sort of playing well towards the, the, the latter stages of the last season. Um, and they still got your man Duke. I'm actually surprised he's still there. Yeah. Um, yeah how do you think we've done, Pierce? Genuinely, I thought we were dreadful. Like, really bad. Uh, a bit like what you were saying, Queen. I, I, it just looks like we're like a slow version of last year's team. Um, just, I know he's, Tati looks like he's injured now, but surely that's the end of the Turnbull experiment because he's not a starting player for Celtic. He's too slow. Um, it just looks like he, he needs to get his own players in or or something like that because he's trying to get kind of Ange's players in terms of like, Ralston and Taylor to play in what was his formation and it's just not working for him. I don't know what I don't know how he was feel. I would agree I would with agree. that. I think go ahead, keep yeah, I would agree with that with your saying Pierce. Uh I think a lot it's a lot to do with the fact that he has a lot of arms orientated players who have played the positions over the last two seasons that got us so much success that it's maybe trying to break the mould to get them to play in the Rogers way. Uh, I think maybe it, it didn't help that we had a couple of injuries. Obviously, the likes of CCV going off at half time. That's not, that's very, very worrying. Like at half time, especially not playing so well. And that's why I'm saying I'm happy enough that we come out the other end of that. Like Welch coming on and Naratsky and both of them playing together. It was actually positive to see us getting a good result at the end of it with them two having to play a full half together. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head there, mate. Once you see Cameron Carter Vickers going off and you see Stephen Wells coming on, I don't disrespect to Stephen Wells. I know Rogers come out there um, over the last couple of days and says about how much of a Celtic man he is and he's good to have as a squad player and he can't promise him game time. And, you know, but if, like, if you'd have said to me at half time, we're going to come away here with three points and a 3 1 win, I've been absolutely delighted. Um, mm-hmm. It's still the very early stages, obviously, of the season, but I think it's a good idea maybe now to sack the team, um, starting off with Joe Hart. I have been a massive fan of Joe Hart. I think 
the biggest quality that he has sort of possessed for Celtic and coming in. Do you remember that whole thing with the rebuild? Manan's come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe Hart obviously came in there and he had those leadership qualities right away that were just, you know, what was needed at the time. Um, and he really bought into the club and you can tell how much he's actually like enjoying playing for Celtic and like, you can just tell he savors all the, you know, the, the, the scenes after the game and stuff, after the wins and that. I think it's time um, that, that you know, we look for a new number one. Pierce, we actually talked about this in the summer and I was then I think there's maybe another season in Joe Hart, but just recent performances during pre-season and sort of the, the opening two games of the season, you can sort of see that we need that, like, even look at some of the high balls, mate, he just does not come out for those high balls. He's just glued to that lane. Yeah, he's a. Uh, just on a side note, uh, Hearts have just scored against Rosenborg again. Uh, that's not that's that's relevant, but uh, fucks. <laughs> uh, a guy called Devon scored. Is he Irish? No, he's not. Um, what should we call him? Yeah, he's, he's far too slow coming off. And look, we were lucky that uh, that guy was offside on Sunday because that was a red card for that challenge by Hart when he just took the guy out. He's far too slow off his line. Um, he's dreadful with the ball. With his feet. The only thing I do like, I can see. Obviously, we're still playing like the short kickouts, but one thing I, I I've noticed that Rogers has changed is he's a uh, he is telling him at times how to kick along, which is good because we've lost like the, the Leipzig goal from continuously overplaying the ball out. Now we're still doing it sometimes when there's no need to, but Hart just can't play the ball out. Was that? Remember he did it, was it the Wolves game in Dublin or was it one of the other? I think it might have been the Wolves game where he passed it straight out for a corner from when he had the ball like on his own. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, uh, nah, we, need a, we need a goal. I, I think we need a goalkeeper. I think Zeke Seacrest is, or whatever his name is, not Seacrest, not Ryan Seacrest. Uh, whatever that guy's <laughs> name is, uh, Seacrest. Was there not chat that he like pulled a girl or something in Australia and he wants to go there to like go and live with her? Uh, Fuck. I'll, Obviously, all our players are leaving to follow their girlfriends. And uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, uh, how's McBain still t- number two? That's worrying. I don't know. Do you think Hart would hang around as a number two, or he just he'd leave like in the January if he got a keeper in? What do you think, Kim? Well, see, he, he was happy enough to stay around at Spurs so long as he was wanted. Uh, I think whenever he got the heave home from Spurs and then came to us. He just wanted to play, obviously, but he was happy enough to hang around as number two there. Uh, I was pretty much pro heart when he came in. That's still probably on this certain degree. I think maybe what you were touching on there, that he is past his best and we do need to get a keeper in. I would only agree with you if we're going to get a number one that's world class or below world class. Like We can't be just bringing in another project or somebody who's not going to be worth the dough. It needs to be somebody decent, like the Dynamo Segrave keeper. If we were able to get him, I know it's, it's been sort of rumoured about him going to Turkey and stuff, and then the deal was off and stuff like that there, but if you were to get a keeper in his quality, I'd be really happy with him. I just think if we're going to get a keeper, it needs to be a keeper that's going to be number one, and then obviously it's up to heart if he wants to stay number two. Yeah. I mean, if you are going into Celtic and becoming the number one, and Joe, Joe Hart's behind you as number two, I mean, that would be absolutely incredible to have that wealth of, yeah. you know, experience. Um, you know, you'd learn so, so much, but I don't know. I think he's sort of, I think this is his last club, isn't it, at this age? I mean, does he get another move to the championship, maybe League One? Um, or do call it a day? I mean, what is it, mate? 
he might go to the States or something like MLS. Because mm. what is he? Yeah. 35, 36. He's probably old enough to keep playing, but he's he looks like for me, this is just for me, like he looks he's, he's too slow on the ball, kind of for how we play. And, and coming off, well, as you were saying, he's stuck in his goal line. Um, I know he can probably move on to the goal, but I thought, well, obviously, we were far too deep, but for me, he should have come out, he should have been off like at least on a six yard box to come and collect that ball that ended up becoming their goal on Sunday. We were so deep in that game, man. I was, I think I counted like five or six times where there was a high ball coming in, and that our lane at defense was like on the six yard line. Um, and I don't know where that's a thing of like you know, it's just Rogers being so new in, or it's like they haven't had time to adapt, or is that a case of the defense not trusting Joe Hart to come out and collect the ball? Um, and by the way, Naraski, I thought was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, Fantastic, especially in the second half with Wilds coming on, he didn't. I mean, he just controlled that whole back lane. Um, he I looks he was very, very good. He, he looks an absolute player, by the way. Yeah, he looks. I yes. think he looks like he's no. Not that he's no interest, but he's not there for you know to play like forty yard diagonals. He likes win the ball and stuff like that. Yeah. I think him and, him and CCV will be a brilliant partnership. I think what, what we maybe lacked in Starfield, Starfield was a wee bit ropey and stuff on the ball at times. And I'm a big fan of Starfield and was until he went there. Uh, but I think Naraski coming in and having that sort of performance in the second half with CCV getting off just shows the calibre of player we've brought in. I think he will be some an important player for the season, to be honest. Like. Yeah, I think that's nice. Centre-back basically sewn up, isn't it? We've brought in, is it Lager Belka? Um, big, big goose stuff. You want to hear my dad like. trying to pronounce his name? By the way, honestly, like, like I honestly, <laughs> if I can get a recording of my dad saying his name, lads, I'll send it in the group chat. <laughs> Unbelievable, Lager about And I mean, the man, he honestly thinks it's like are, are sending these boys from Sweden to test his nerves, like just because he can't pronounce his name. Because <laughs> he can't pronounce his names. But that looks like that. That's for me. I mean, in my opinion, CCV and the Rasky are going to be our. They're going to be our two main men. Um, and that is I agree with you, Keith. I think that's a quality, quality, uh, partnership there in that area. Going on to the Greg Taylor situation, there was a few people sort of worried at the start of the season. Um, you know, was he going to was he going to suit Brendan Rodgers' style of play? I thought he was atrocious at the weekend. He should have been taken off at halftime. Yeah. What do you think, Pierce? Do you think he's going to suit that that role no. with the way Rogers plays, or is it going to be no. a I think. See everything that didn't like about Taylor in under Lennon. It, it's it's reverted for me. It's reverted back to he's far too slow. Uh, he can't beat a man. He can't cross the ball. And um, when the he's, he's too lethargic when the ball comes to him. Like if he's facing like face on or something it takes him like two or three touches to get the ball out of his feet and then he's getting closed down he's just uh, look he had an unreal season last year and kind of the fourth season and he, look, he, he is decent at that kind of playing inside thing but I, I think for me he's he's a number two left back for Celtic now and we need another left back in that can probably get up and down the pitch um, and just because he, he's too slow guys running past him he can't keep up um, sorry to go on. Just do you know the way we brought in the Swedish guy as well? 
do you think do you think we might look at ever playing like a three three centre halves at the back, kind of in Europe or something? Or like a three five two? Yeah, like maybe like away in Europe. It yeah, still begs, um, the, begs, it still begs the question. It begs the question who's going to be your wing backs. Obviously, Alistair Johnson's going to be on the right, but are you going to want are you going to want him on the left, uh, Taylor, or are you going to have to sign another left back that's going to be first team quality? Like, I'd have Maida in that position personally. I would have him as a wing back every single day of the week. I mean, not just that. Not just that he possesses the legs, he's physical, he likes to get himself about. Um but more like in the sorry to cut across more like in the in the Alan Thompson kind of wing back, like we won't actually be defending us so like you're not gonna play like roll the ball out to him like you'd be further up. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, absolutely. Like just the I mean, just for that sheer work rate on that up and down that side, he could do it. He could definitely do it for ninety minutes, especially in Europe as well. I mean I think Maida had a couple of, you know, good games. I mean, people were talking about during during pre season in Japan through the middle um, personally I don't see Dyson Mehta playing through the middle um, at all I think no. he's I think he's more suited in a, in a way to roll um, and you know Piers I've talked about him loads of times about what I think of Mehta especially with the way Ange was set up in that in the, the that um, inverted fallback role and you know and the whole thing about the, the, the biggest thing being you know when we lose the ball you need players like Maida who can win the ball back as quickly as possible with that work rate, with that pace. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I think it'd be a good idea to have maybe maybe at the left if you're going to go with a 3-5-2. I mean, Rodgers surely has to change. Like, I mean, we can't be doing what we've what done the last time in the Champions League. Um, fucking hell, Jesus. Do you know, you look, at, look at where we were last year with Postacoglu, you know, even though we didn't progress um, in the Champions League. But... Some of the performances were absolutely fantastic, and we actually, you know, went that went that teams and actually had a go. Um, but yeah, what about Maida yourself, Kim? Would you have him out there, or would you think we'd go with someone else? Obviously, to touch on what Pierce was saying about defensively, defensively he's not going to be there. But just just as you say, for for sheer work rate, and we've seen it in the past, he, he'll never be beaten to a ball. So he's very very fast, and he can get up and down the wing. So if you're if you're going to provide him some sort of defensive cover. With the right centre back to send him 100%, he'd be successful enough in that role. But I think Mead is one of those players where you could play him anywhere in the park. And as long as you've given clear instructions, he'll do it to the best of his ability. Yeah. It's only good play. Yeah, 100%. Um, going on to my favourite uh, character at the minute, David Turnbull. We'll start with you again here, Kevin Turnbull. What do you think about him? I just think. Turnbull has a better quality there. He, he's a good player, but whether or not he's Celtic quality is probably it, it, it just it's open it's open to discussion. Uh, he has glimpses where you can think he's a quality player, and then there's some some aspects of his game that holds him back. Uh, I think Pierce, if I, if I was let Pierce to take the route now, he would want to drive him down the road personally to any club anywhere in the world. Uh, but I do, I do think there's glimpses of a player there. I just don't think he's maybe matured as quickly as he probably should have for his age. He still lacks a bit of quality. Uh, maybe lacks lacks a bit of speed or something when he gets on the ball. It feels like he's carrying a fridge on his back. Yeah. Uh, it's very similar already, Pierce, isn't he? Yeah, we were saying that when we like if you could put the two of them together because they're about one footed. He's just 
just watching like I just got the telly on here. Like, do you not? Know he looks like a standout Hibs or Hearts player for me, but he just he, he's he's far too slow. And like in Europe, he'd get eaten alive. And even against them, like I'd I'd have if if the if the rumors of Atadi being out for a few weeks are true, I'd be I'd be worried of going to Ibrox with him, kind of as you're the guy they're expecting to create and all that kind of stuff because. Not only that, he, he doesn't like. He's not up and down the pitch. That's what you were like. Like you were saying, Queen, like, like catching people and uh, like tackling, just not his game. So uh, he's only got a year to go. So do you sell him now? Why let him go on a free? Um, just going back to the Aberdeen game, and I was very, very surprised to see Hattari on the bench again. Um, Hattari's absolute quality. I think he is legitimately, for me, he is. The scary thing about Hattari is that he still has a lot to improve on. He's still yeah. a lot to learn and he's still absolute quality. I mean, for me, I could see the difference when he come on the second half. We're much more controlled. Um, some of the way, I mean, very, very quick on the ball. Some of the passes he picks out. I mean, that ball where he was on the left-hand side and he switched it across was just immense. The whole the whole narrative at the end of, towards the end of last season, even when, when Postacoglu left and Rogers come back in, you know, everyone on Twitter, everyone you're talking to, it's all about, you know, bringing in the players, bringing in the players of a calibre that, that helps us kick on um, on the European scene. Like, And I mean this, like, respectfully, I love Celtic winning travels, I love Celtic winning leagues, and I love Celtic beating them left, right and centre, but I would love to see this football club, you know, do something on the European scene. I mean, look at the look at the the competitions now. You have the Champions League, obviously that we're in, um. Then you have the Europa League, and also you have the Conference League as well. Even the third tier of, of European football is still an incredibly difficult competition these days. So just going back to that point about Turnbull, Turnbull, I believe, is going to do a job for you against Ross County at home at Celtic Park. I think he's he's allowed that much room yeah. and affordability in the ball that he can do things. He can have a shot from twenty yards. It's going maybe going to go in. But, you know, in terms of kicking on Europe, is David Turnbull the answer to help us, you know, springboard the European success? I don't yeah. think he is. Whereas you have the likes of Rio Hattari. Maybe he's carrying a bit of an injury and Roger just hasn't come out and, 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 and said that. Maybe his calf was sore before it actually went or whatever. But if he was fully fit and that decision was made to put Hattari, or sorry, Hattari on the bench and Turnbull to start, I can't understand the rationale behind it. I thought Turnbull was very, very poor on Sunday came. I would agree with you. As you were saying, as you were saying there about wanting Celtic to push on in Europe, I think probably our biggest downfall when uh, we had the chance to push on when we were doing six, seven in a row, we probably didn't have, we didn't invest enough in the squad until we seen a serious challenge coming from them. Uh, if we had have invested heavily in the squad back then, then we probably could have done a lot, but a lot further on than what we are now. And when it comes to Europe. Uh, touch on Turnbull, as you say, it, it doesn't take a rapid scientist to, to say that he's not what we need going forward in the Champions League. Uh, if you're going to match him and Hattari hand-to-hand and play one of them over the other in the Champions League game, you'd have Hattari all day long. So it probably does come down to maybe a, a little bit of lack of fitness or maybe that injury has been working on Hattari and, and we just don't want to come out and say it just because we're holding him back for the, the Derby game here at the start of next month. But, but definitely, as you say, getting into that game, if we were to play a midfield three of McGregor, Hattari, or sorry, McGregor, O'Reilly and Turnbull, 
you've been very fearful. Uh, I would actually probably, if in, if you were going to go to go to a play them and maybe bring Potawata in there instead, or even home, give home a chance. I thought home was good when he came on. He looked really good, Pierce, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I'd, I'd seen him. I didn't see the Bilbao game. or I don't know if he played. Did he come on in Dublin, but I only saw the first half. I was I was flying, so I missed the second half. But Yeah, I think he got a few minutes. He looks all right, doesn't he? He looks, he looks like he can play. like That, that turn he did on the, on the left wing. Uh, I know he put up that Instagram post, but I think it was quickly taken down or he had to change the... Someone would have been there like, you're not... Captain. You're not Cantwell. <laughs> Paul the prod. <laughs> what a fuckbag, by the way. Putting that out there. You know he can play for us. What's that? He can play for us. Yeah. Is it's either his mom or his dad or, or his grandparents, but someone is is Irish, so could you imagine him playing for us and playing for them? <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he, he's he's horrible. He's horrible. <laughs> if it's if it's the I need to go from his TikToks to his pink shoes he was wearing the other day, he's just brutal. Here I laugh because see during lockdown I was involved in the land tic tac dances as well. You know what I mean? Hope they don't ever come up. Uh, <laughs> I still I still get slagged about them dances. But I think that the crack with your man Campbell is that you know, when you go to that club, you become one of them. Norwich, right? So you haven't got that Norwich is that English league, right? It's not the atmosphere is not as good and there's no real for me anyway, I have absolutely no interest in it. But when you go to them, all you have to do is kiss that buzz and you're an absolute hero. You're loved. And that's why, you know, he's bought into the whole fucking 56 on his Instagram caps. And it's just like they never, ever learn. Like, we've talked about this loads of times, but Instagram posts, Twitter posts, whatever the fuck it is, they're talking shit. This whole narrative, lads, about Michael Beale, what about this latest crack? I mean, treating him like he's only in through the door, Pierce. Oh, I, I'm, just, I'm just talking earlier to how... Uh... The future father-in-law about that. Just uh, did you see the one on on the radio with Kenny Miller and that Marvin Bartley? As uh, uh, <laughs> same position as what Andrew was in his first. Like, and this is just a narrative to make it look like are oh, they you know improving? Because if things keep going, I know they got through the other night. Uh, that lot were it was my fault. Like, well, I didn't watch it until the second half, so it was my fault they got good. But um, <laughs> like if if. I mean, I know we're not we're not great, but if we can turn it on, go and beat them. Hopefully, PSV do what they should have done for them last year. He'd imagine he won't last very long in that job. I mean, we could be laughed at in like a year's time, but they will just completely then spin the narrative on that to, ah, he was never that good. He had all that time and he was rubbish. So, I mean, just let them keep going with the, the rubbish that just oozes out of like. Everything out of that club is just non nonsense. Did I see the someone, I think... the ornate, someone says that he's the eighth longest serving manager in the sixth, sixth longest manager in the SPFL demand. See the most important question, just talking about that interview. Can Kenny Miller count the ten? He honestly like you can probably I mean, these people are paid professionals. Like they're being paid to talk about this. Yeah, no. And they're coming off. Okay. More importantly, let's <laughs> go back to Celtic. What about that Yang? I thought he looked really good. 
Thought he was strong when he came on. Done well for the goal. His feet were unreal, weren't they? You alright there, Pierce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to get it off your chest, bud? The loud thing anymore? I don't think it's probably good for cancel culture. <laughs> I, uh, that was again. That was I think I saw him as well. He done well, didn't he? He just he done really well for a goal. Yeah, he did after after your pal did his best to I don't know what he did for that. He ran away from the goal. Like who's this? Maeda when he ran through just before the goal for the miss. Ah, oh, listen, I'm not happy saying bad about the man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Our Dyson. Our Dyson. But Yang yeah. it again. I think he's going to come good. If, like Keevan says, home. You've got home and you've got Yang there as well. And then obviously the heavily linked Daniel Podence. What do you think about this, Keevan? Do you think there's a wee bit of substance of truth in this? Do you think there's anything in it? I don't want to talk about it too much, like, but I did have him in my fantasy football team for the last six years. Like He's a wonderful player. Absolute superstar. Like. <laughs> no, I, I do, I do yes. think <laughs> I do think if if that's a caliber player we're going for and we're getting him for it was talked eight, nine million, you'd be happy enough with that. You have to be happy with that. Like he's an established player, he played a lot of games for Wolves in the last two seasons. He's obviously fell out of favour under the last manager and that guy O'Neill. So if a player like Abs came available and he's played Premier League football for the last two years, of course you're gonna take a jump at him. Of course. Some will have you believe on Twitter that um, his age profile and the way it doesn't it doesn't fit our transfer budget. Pierce, what's your feelings on that, mate? On on those people, they uh, they they irritate the life out of me. Like just, well, what 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 happened to just? Sometimes you just sign a player because they make the team better. Like does that not count anymore? Like, <laughs> like, like what? Imagine someone offered us Messi. Would you say no because he doesn't fit the age profile of the team? Like just. <laughs> There's no sell on it. There's no yeah, yeah. sell on <laughs> that, That's why Inter Miami only got him because he can sell him on. Like idiots. <laughs> Daniel Podence for me would be one of the biggest signings in a very, very long time. When was the last time? Let's, let's be honest about it. He's a Premier League player, and he could go to another Premier League club. I don't know whether this is all, you know, just talk or rumors or whatever else. It probably is. But I'm very, very surprised that the likes of like a West Ham or you know Burnley haven't went in for Podence. Podence, Kevin, I agree with you, mate. I think he's absolutely fantastic. What I like about him the most is he's very versatile. He can play on the wing and he can also play through the middle as well. What a lot of players I think struggle with when they come up to uh, Scotland from England is that they can't really deal with the physicality of the game. Game Podence needs to get in amongst it. He's, he's a very physical player for a sitting. He's like five foot five or whatever, but. In terms of, if you watch him, if you've watched him last year, the last couple of years, I'm sure you just have. Um, fuck, he likes to get in amongst it. He's a very physical player with quality skill, very, very fast. And I don't like to do this, and I don't do this very often in terms of upgrades and whatever else, but I genuinely believe that he's an upgrade in that Jota position. Where does he play? On the left or the right? I think he can play both. He's more sure at the left, but I think at times as well, Wu's had him playing through the middle. So what? So, I, I, I mean, we could go on Twitter after this and it, 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 it'll either sign a new five-year contract or something at Wolves. But 
just say hypothetically. I don't think that's good for Lee though, because Lee's already like got the poster on the wall. But like, <laughs> if he if he signs, do you stick him on the left? What happens with Maeda? Uh, there's a reason why Abada wasn't playing last year, and I don't see how that reason's changed at all this year. Um, he still can't beat a man. His decision making, that chance on Saturday, he took the ball down. He'd either side of the goal or slip to Kyogo. So, Abad is not someone I'd be looking to start for us either. What do you think about that, Kim? See, I probably wouldn't agree with you there, Pierce. I think Abad could be like the perfect mould for a Brent Rogers player. He could be like the Scott Sinclair of this Brent Rogers team. Uh, I think he can be, he's very coachable and he, he wasn't like. His first season for us under under Foster Cogley, he was one of the first team, names on the team sheet. So if he could find that sort of form under Rodgers, I think he could be a very, very important player for us this year, Luke. Yeah. I think he sort of falls into the same hood as uh, what I was saying about Rio Hattari. I think one of the, the best things about Abad is he still has a lot to learn. Um, For me, I think he lacks some physicality. Um, He's still... Yeah, he just looks very, very late for me. Um, and like Pierce says, he does at times struggle to take a man on. And when you have the likes of Podians coming in there, you're guaranteed, yes, he's got pace 100%, he's got skill, but he's very direct in a sense where he likes to take a man on. And I think if you do that in Scotland, um, he'd be very, very successful. And just going back to that, when was the last time we brought in a player directly from the Premier League? Like... Yeah. He's 27, like, so let's look at 27 as sort of going into like the prime years, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's only if he if he was to come to us, he's not coming to us, you know, as a step up as such. He's, he's not, it's not like we're going to take in a starting Wolves player, you know. Uh, so I don't know who else it was, was, was Swansea in the championship when we signed Sinclair or um. I don't know what the crap the script was with them at that time. Um, other than that, you're looking back. Uh, but he wasn't. He wasn't at that time a Premier League player. You could tell. What I'm trying to say is Daniel Podence for me could could literally go to maybe what six or seven other clubs in the Premier League, and I think easily. Um, I think genuinely he's a Premier League player. Like I say, I've watched him over the last couple of years and he, he's always stood out for me. I think literally, lads, he rips Scotland apart. I think he's that type of player. Um, you're saying, for me, he's the marquee, marquee saying, he would be an absolutely stupendous saying, and that would be a saying, and that would be a player who I think could kick us on in Europe, um, having someone like him, with that experience of playing the Premier League, you know, with all of his, his abilities, um, and then playing the Rodgers as well, I mean, there has to be some form of substance of truth, I think Anthony Joseph tweeted about it as well, um, so, I mean, if that happens, I'd be absolutely delighted, like, and then from there, what other positions do you think we need to improve on? Do you think that's it? Or do we need, I think we still need that stop gap. Um, I think we need a, a defensive midfielder. 100%. Um, the, the midfield will get a decent team in Europe will absolutely run through us. Um, like I've always been like a McGregor fan. Um, I don't, He's not a defensive midfielder. Um, what's that? I know that guy's a flyer, the the Aberdeen fella, but he ran he ran past him like he wasn't there, and McGregor had to take him down. 
on Sunday. Um, Morris? Yeah, we need... Uh, for me, I still think, we first of all, we need him or someone in the middle of the pack that's trying to break up the play. And um, to see when you were talking about like a batter being light, I look at a lot of our players and think, you get shoved off the ball in Europe. Like... I don't know if they need to, like, uh, I mean, I'm not a strength and conditioning coach, so you'd imagine they've got, like, the top guys doing that. But I just look at some of them and think, like, even what what appear to be guys of similar stature are able to just knock our players off the ball. Now, Alistair Johnson can handle himself. Carter Vickers is strong. Um, obviously, Kyogo's different. But, I, I, oh, if and when he comes back, maybe. But I think we need other people that can... It just, it just sounds like it sounds like just get a lot of hard man, but I, I hope you get what I mean. No, absolutely, I get that hundred percent. Just going back to that point about a batter and being late. Obviously, you don't want your. I mean, look, look at Maeda. He would have the same sort of physical presence as a batter, maybe just a wee bit bigger. But you know, you need your wingers to be obviously late, and you know. But what what I mean to say about a, a batter is it's a different type of. He's a bit he's a wee bit more fragile for me. Yeah, um, is, yeah. like I say, like if he plays in Europe and he comes up against someone of you know physicality, like if you put a bat up against Alistair Johnson, in my opinion, there's only one outcome. Yeah, what happened yeah. to Bat the first game? Uh, obviously, he, he scored the goal uh, against them when beat them four 0 and then three days, two or three days later, whatever it was, the Madrid game. And I don't know, I don't know what the name of the Madrid left back was, but in the first half, there's no, there's no real kind of for me, there's no skill to a bat. It's try and knock a boy the guy and run after it. The guy caught him out in the first... No, that's all he's got. And then Abada was done out of the game. I think Ange took him off at half-time. Um, right. I, I, I don't know if he... Obviously, he's young, so maybe he's, you know, not mentally fragile. He's obviously not to make it as a top like, professional footballer, but I think we need someone on the right. I think we need another striker, need a goalkeeper, a left-back, and a midfielder. So for me, we need four or five. I don't think we're going to get that so I think if we could only if we could only buy one player I'd buy a goalkeeper. Do you agree with that Kim? If we could only buy a world class goalkeeper hundred percent, I think we probably fall into a category where every other position is probably taken up with a player that you would be happy enough yeah. if it really came to it. Because my problem is I don't want us just going and ban anybody. For each position, no. like naturally, you would like a really very, a very good holding midfielder, a very good left back, and a very good keeper. I'd be happy with all three. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna give me one and only one, I would agree with Pierce. It has to be a world class keeper. Well, let me put it to you this way: Kyogo was replaced by who against Aberdeen? James Forrest. Uh, if that's not an indication that we need another striker, then what yeah. is like? Like if he's Ozo, if he gets injured, we have. Have we got another strike? Genuinely, is there another? Maeda? You played Maeda. Maeda was played through the middle during pre season. You could play him through the middle. There's a Greek player. Players are for Japan as well. I don't know. We could it's go. Not he was good. Who? Sorry? There's a Greek guy that is playing in Canada now. He was. I thought he was a really good player. <laughs> Let it go. The king. <laughs> Let it go, boys. He's not having all big O. He'd have been perfect under Rodgers, though, wouldn't he? Has to be said. How incredible is Kyogo? Fantastic. The he, best, he, looks probably, he looks like he, he looks like he could kick on this year. Like. 
Yeah, in my in my opinion, it's, it's only my humble opinion. He's probably the best striker I've seen since Larson. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd solve I mean, I like in terms of maybe like longevity wise, probably. But I, I thought Bellamy was a joke. Like even Bellamy's career was just frightening. Bellamy's time with Celtic was incredible. I mean, I think the, the that situation with Bellamy, we talked about this before. The the original deal was a, a loan with an option to buy, and I don't think Celtic took that option up. If he had stayed with Celtic, he'd have literally ripped that leg apart. Like he was absolutely incredible in terms of like you talk about longevity. He's in Mazender. For me, what what I'm noticing a lot more about Kyogo this season is he's dropping in a lot deeper, and I mean. It's a speed of mind, isn't it? Like he, he he's he's a step or two like brainwave ahead of other people on the pitch. The only shame for me is you know the way he jobs back and he gets those pockets, like obviously I'm not saying he's like Messi, but you know the way Messi kinda of does that for Barry did for Barcelona, I don't know if he still does, but if like um Argentina. If we just had somebody then like Kyogo to make those runs that he makes in behind if for him dropping part boy, because even the passes he plays what did he set up? Well, he set up O'Reilly's goal in the first game, and yeah. he just set up Turnbull's hat trick for that ball through the legs. He's just he's quality. He's immense. He's absolutely immense. And Kevin, I do I agree with it. I think he's a best from Larson. Um, his touches, his speed, his, his his intelligence as well. Like, even was it the goal against? Was it, was it Aberdeen where he's sitting two yards? Was He's sitting what three yards off say ball comes over the top, bang, he's just there and he's and he's it's finishing as well. It's definitely, definitely improved. But I think he'd go on and break his record from last year. Like the, see that finish see that finish you're talking about against uh, Aberdeen. It's probably one of the best finishes you'll see from a striker in the Spanish league. There's no thought process behind it. As soon as that ball lands to him, He's got himself into the position where it was. See, as soon as that ball lands to him, he knows what he's doing with it. There's no overthinking it. There's no running at the keeper. He's hitting that shot and he's putting it where he wants it. Like fantastic player, like. And that's what I'm saying. They've got a striker like that. The whole thing for me this year is lads is trying again talking about Europe. Do you believe, Pierce? Do you believe right now with the current squad that we have is good enough? Let's be honest. Let's rule out the Champions League. Do you think it's good enough? To finish third in the Champions League, it depends. Doesn't the draw like you get some of those pot three teams? I, I can't even remember, but sometimes you get like, like I think Newcastle. I know Newcastle are a pot four team as well, but I think sometimes you can get like Atalanta or whatever they're called, one like a top. So I mean, for me, I I was still annoyed about last year. I don't think you get an easier group to come third in than that group last year that we had with Donetsk, who were. An average team that we should have beaten away. Um, I think. I mean, it's hey, this is because the, the the European Cup changes from last season or next season. That this is the last season where you can come toward, drop down into the Europa League and then make a run. It, it changes after next season, so it, it's supposed to depends. We'll be getting the draw in two weeks time. I don't know how you feel, Kevin. Uh, the same, like you know yourself, like obviously part one and part two, you're probably guaranteed a team that it's, it's going to be hard enough to beat. Yeah. Uh, if you were to get the likes of a part three, like a, a Salzburg or even Shakhtar, Sporting Lisbon, a team like that, 
then it makes it that little bit more achievable. But again, even in that pot three, you have Dortmund enter and Leverkusen in pot. I think Dortmund enter and Leverkusen in pot three. So you can end up with a fucking group of death. Yeah. And it's just, it all depends. Like, that uh, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think the teams in pot pot three are Dortmund, Leverkusen, Inter, Napoli. That's the four you want to miss. The rest yeah. are probably what ones you would you would like to take on. Like, you know, we're getting like City, Arsenal, and Napoli. <laughs> so. Yes, it'll be you something my favorite technically. Like. Last year, right? We were in Leipzig for the away game. And we're traveling up on the train. I had a fucking almighty hangover. It sitting on the train. I had my head up against the window. And all the boys are still on the drink, and they're all chatting about the game, whatever else. And everyone, watch your predictions for the game. Not one person has sat like dropping points. Oh, I think it's gonna be two or three. Someone had a city for what a hundred million. But you remember though, they've been beaten three one by. Shaq there in the first game. I know they changed their manager after that, but for that game, a story that campaign was missed chances and I have a feeling we're still, it was the same on Sunday. Uh, I thought it was sticking out. Aberdeen are going to get an equaliser because we're still not clinical when it comes to chances. Um, so, I don't know. It's just a big... It's who you get. I mean, it's... it's that squad for me right now gets... An awful lot of doings in the in the Champions League this year. Yeah, there's talk. I, of, I would agree. A talk of a player called Merlin coming in as a left back. The wizard. The wizard. <laughs> Would that be the improvement? We need to prove on on uh, again. I think Taylor falls in the same bracket as David Turnbull, lads. Where he's going to give you you know a good performance against the Ross County at home, the Hibs at home. Again. Talking about this going forward in Europe is going to be the man to do that. I don't think he is. I think we need to improve in that area. And I think under Rodgers as well, you know, with the style of play that he's going to be playing, I don't think it's going to it's going to work out for him this season. But yeah, they're going to make the other thing is that as well. It's you know, it's what are we going into the third game of the season? Um, these things need to happen, you know, as soon as possible. Like you know, you want these boys to be in through the door. You've got an opportunity. We've got come on like at the weekend, yeah, yeah, and to, yeah, come, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, to be perfectly honest, I would play a second string team on Sunday. I could not care less about the League Cup. Um, it, it really means nothing to me. Not that it means nothing because like, you know, Jonathan like taking things for granted, but it's all, it has to be about doing something in Europe. But remember, like for years. Wenger would play like a second string team up until like the semi finals of the English League Cup. Um, look, if we got beaten on Sunday, you'd be annoyed, but you, you'd get over it. It is the kind of thing if, if you knew we were getting players in, but I think Rogers will take it serious because it's his first trophy when he's back up here and the, the finals in November. And you know, that that egomaniacs like he'd like to have everyone on side. I think it's like a psychological thing, though, you know, with the League Cup. I think it's sort of, for me, you want to everything. But it does, it's that, you know, they will be throwing everything to win the League Cup. Everything to win the League Cup, because that's the, the, state of, the state of the club that they're in. Um, but for me, I think, because it is so early on the season, because Rodgers is trying to, you know, 
find the strongest team, you know, plays, you know, get a certain, you know, his style of play as soon as possible. He's not going to use this game to play second strength players. I think he's going to go full strength again, Keaton. I, I would agree with you. Uh, I think this game probably has to be a bit more important than what you think, Pierce. Uh, I think with the way Rogers is programmed, he, he hasn't lost a cup from he's been in Scotland. He's not going to go out and try and try and put a second string squad out against Kilmarnock or try to down that thing and not get a result. I think he he will be wanting to go for the result, move on the next week against St Johnson, and then it's it's all 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 systems go for the the derby. And good old Derek McGuinness was out the day complaining about the the penalty they should have had last last year. Like you see at the day, yeah, I was watching it, but. Saw someone put up on Twitter though that he, obviously he forgets to mention the handball that happened as well earlier on in the game. I, I just paid no attention to these duds that are like, literally hanging around in that backwater league because just there's, there's no point trying to even getting too irritated by it. Look, You're watching too many matter really fucking post match interviews, hey boy. <laughs> well, that's, where is where is where is the real matter already? <laughs> Matt O'Reilly done a no-show lads Matt O'Reilly uh, played at the Fela last week and he's missed our world way now so he's, he's too good for the podcast he's on the run from he's on the run from Jamie Seamus is after him I think he actually I think his, his name was mentioned by good old Seamus um, it, yeah. it was I so he's pretty he's pretty made up about that uh, <laughs> the, the big man slammed the gym. Um, made, made the big time. Yeah, to be fair, you know, to, to play that feel last week. Sorry, it's it was a, after getting a winner Sunday. What's that? Hearts after getting a winner there in the ninety-second minute. Oh fuck! Do well for the the core season. They might get through. Hibs are about to go through as well, but Aston Villa are going to do like serious damage to them. Oh Lee Johnson, Jesus fuck. Lads, any more you want to add there, Kevin? And I can see you wrapping your chair to get things off your chest, partner. <laughs> uh, not too much, mate. Just obviously about current signings. and know a lot of the signings we've made this season have been to fit that model that the the in the no crew crowd on Twitter talk about. You know, good young players coming in. I had a look at the the, the backline. Our back our backline. Our oldest backline player is CC Fee and Alistair Johnson, both twenty five years of age. The rest of them are under that. So I think we've we've built a small squad of of very intelligent players who are young and have like like they have if they wanted to they could have four or five years at Celtic before they need to move anywhere else. Uh, I would like us to go out and maybe get. A, the likes of opponents, somebody who's 27 coming into their prime and get add absolute quality to the first team. But I'm, I'm happy enough with what we've got so far. I think if we were to add a striker, a winger and a, a keeper to it, I'd be happy enough with it. Like. What would yourself, Pierce? Kind of the same as yourself. Um, well, actually, no, I'm talking rubbish there. So uh, I wouldn't be too happy. Like If we, if we didn't find any players, any more players now, I'd be absolutely raging. Uh, but I think we just need to start getting... Kind of what you were saying about like players in their prime. We need to sign players that you're thinking, right, they're going to like come in and start the team. Um, interesting happen- what happens with these Swedish guys. 
what what their kind of plan is in terms of what the, I say Swedish guys that the Swedish guy the fact that we've paid money for two centre halves um like surely they're not both coming to sit on the bench you know uh, unless yeah, no. unless one of them is purely he's gonna come in hang up not hang about but like maybe Kata Vickers could be gone in a year or you never know. Maybe maybe his hamstring we're we're expecting his hamstring to be still not recovered and he'll, he'll pick up niggly injuries. I don't imagine he'll play on so even I don't I, even if he was back, I don't think he'd be playing on that Astro turf on Sunday. So it'd be interesting if he plays plays the new Welsh guy, but I'd imagine Welsh will play on Sunday at the back. Yeah, Kobayashi's yeah, back and then he's gonna be back for the game. Get him away. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's done. Yeah, he's crap. Yeah, I would agree. Just going back to your point, there appears about saying in players. Remember, they have to fit the age profile, and they yeah. have to be within the club's transfer budget strategy. Sounds like a like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. No one over twenty five is allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That it's good to be back. It's good to have a football back. It's good to have Sally back. Um, but definitely, definitely need to keep on top of these um, because they are, they're enjoyable. I don't know about you boys, but just coming on and seeing yourselves, I don't get to see us very often talking about Salik. It's unbelievable. It's, it's always good crack. And um, yeah, anything you boys want to add before we shoot the crow? Uh, no, see if we do one, another one of these again. I love it. Let's, let's, let's get the more regular up assaults. Christmas. I love it. Lads, it's an absolute pleasure as always. I'll chat to you very, very soon. Um, anyone who's, who's listening to this, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. hope you enjoyed the podcast, mate. And keep uh, keep trying to pronounce Lagerbalka's uh, surname. <laughs> All the best, lads.